Hello, and uh, welcome to the Open School of Business special episode um, with a topic of COVID-19 and the small businesses. I'm sure that everyone now is concerned on how the business uh, is going to be impacted by this virus and also about their health in general. And I thought, um, what guests would be um, better than actual doctor and also the owner of two businesses, entrepreneur, uh, Dr. Catherine Cadden. She's the founder of Cadden Chiropractic and Wellness Center here in uh, Rockville, Maryland. And I personally met her there and I was amazed by the service and by the knowledge that she brought and uh, just um, how my lifestyle uh, changed according to her advice and uh, a lot of uh, the other practitioners um, that I've met through her business. So today I'm very happy to welcome Dr. Kat to our episode. Hello. Hello. Thanks, Amar. Um, yes, uh, I am very happy uh, to talk to you today. And uh, I'd like to start off with um, asking you uh, to describe uh, your businesses. One of them is the chiropractic business and the other one is also in the wellness industry. Sure, so, sure, uh, Just you. give us an overview of what you do day to day and then we'll dive into the topic of COVID-19 and how it's impacting our lives. Absolutely, um, thank you so much for uh, hosting me on this conversation and what a topic, seriously. The, the day-to-day -day operations that I've been doing for the last 20 years is a private practice in chiropractic, uh, which is a, a physical medicine of sorts. Um, we don't call it medicine, but it is basically a way to help people to achieve better health by helping to optimize their nerve system that controls and coordinates the functions of their bodies. And uh, some people come to see us for pain, some people come to see us for other health issues. And we're very uh, portal of entry type practitioners. And so on a day-to-day -day basis, my, my focus has always been, um, and one of my postdoctorates is in pediatric and prenatal chiropractic. So I have a, a niche practice that is focused on helping to kind of, if you will, empower the gift of life from preconception onwards. So I help, I help people to have a better um, expression of, of their maximal health, if you will. And um, I also recently completed the Institute for Functional Medicine's um, certification program. Took me about three years. Um, and that it enables me to work with people on a root cause level. And so uh, that can be done virtually uh, as well as in person um, and recommendations of labs and uh, lifestyle modifications, supplements, activators, um, different things that people can do to help achieve health um, when they've tried other approaches and maybe haven't achieved it. My other business, um, I started about four and a half years ago when I was approached um, regarding partnering up with a nutrigenomics company um, that was pioneering a scientific breakthrough in a field called nutrigenomics and biohacking. And um, it's, it's kind of like an e-commerce, if you will. It's, 
a um, it is now in a network marketing space, but it started off in the retail space and it's basically having a very, um, very good run during this because it is virtual laptop lifestyle. And um, so that's, that's a general overview. It's basically um, sharing information um, and helping people with health and wellness. So that that's my my summary of of my two businesses. Yes, and I think it's wonderful that both of your businesses uh, are in one area of um, um, wellness and uh, uh, basically uh, staying healthy and fit uh, without too much of medical intervention. Yes. If I were to take something out of it, it would be. Uh, staying healthy and uh, uh, and doing things that are naturally good for you. So I just wanted to kind of like PR a little bit of the group that we have on Facebook, the Mostly Holistic Mamas and Papas. Uh, I think it's wonderful that people can share information and can get excited about healthy lifestyle together. So that's what it, uh, that's why it makes it really great uh, and i think um it's very important at this stage when everyone is afraid for their health and uh, because of the pandemic uh, to really pay attention to that side uh, that sometimes maybe people have dismissed and uh, have been too busy focusing uh, on their daily lives that uh, health wasn't something that would focus uh, on its own unless they had some issues yes so um, have you seen any change in behavior from your customers uh, due to COVID-19 so in my chiropractic um, and functional practice um, you know I I'm I'm not a, a rule breaker um, I'm, I'm definitely a bit of a rebel but not in terms of breaking, you know, rules with regards to uh, health standards and, and so forth with the government. And I was originally planning uh, a spring break uh, vacation, of course, out of state, out of country, possibly. And obviously, that didn't happen. And, and ironically, actually, um, I've been very prepared for what's been happening in my practice, because a year ago today, in fact, um, I had, uh, I was out of the country and my office flooded and it did so when I wasn't there to be able to do anything about it. And I was displaced for 10 weeks. So, so I was in a kind of emergency preparedness, uh, for months, if, if you will, but how, how it's impacted me actually in some regards, um, the practice that I have is, is relatively niche, like I said, and it's very wellness oriented, though there are some acute cases, but not necessarily acute in terms of acute lower back pain. Um, so I have very many patients who still have wanted to come in. Um, I've made it a complete closure for physically seeing patients for a full two weeks or a full 14 days uh, to give everybody an opportunity to practice um, the recommended social distancing and, and uh, quarantine and whatnot. But uh, I will, because I'm still considered essential, 
uh, will be reopening for acute and urgent cases um, in person on Friday. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm really pretty busy. I've had maybe some attrition uh, because there are people who are concerned for themselves or feel like they may have, um, you know, been in contact with people who may have uh, had issues themselves. So I, I would say that that people are uh, clamoring though for health information and I have been able to be a source of, of that for my patients. Uh, I've been able to move some of my booked schedule from now till July uh, for functional medicine appointments because those are fewer and far between and I'm actually going to be able to see more people just more in a virtual space. So, you know, we're pivoting instead of panicking. We're moving out of that space. In my, in my other business, I've actually seen the biggest surge I've ever seen in four and a half years. And not only am I grateful for the leveraged and residual income, but um, the fact that people are looking for opportunities, um, realizing that they need, you know, passive health-oriented uh, income streams. So I really feel very blessed that with both of my businesses, I'm I'm capitalizing not in a, you know, in a way that is, it was not intentional or nor did I pray for a pandemic, but um, I'm, I'm able to really help people who are seeking health now and prioritizing health and also seeking wealth in, in other ways, realizing they need to dig the well. Right. Uh, and uh, for the wellness, um, the net, um, uh, the other business that you have with the supplements, do they uh, come from the U.S.? Are they made in the U.S.? Great question. So, um, the, you know, there are a variety of different, you know, in the supplements that I recommend to my patients or the activators, both 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 of them, it depends on the, the, the product that um, that we're looking at. But all the sourcing and everything is, you know, nothing has been a tripped up. It's being considered essential as well. Okay. So that, that's, that's very lucky because I think a lot of businesses nowadays struggle if their source have been in Asia and uh, if the shipments have been uh, delayed, etc. So etc. Yeah, we haven't noticed any major uh, major delays. I know that the company has made sure that there are a great amount of uh, there's a great amount of stock. I've been in regular contact with my nutraceutical reps for my practice because there are some delays and back orders on things like for vitamin C through um, through different virtual, I guess you could call them virtual dispensaries. Um, so those I have experienced delays, but I have not experienced delays or any issues. Um, on on the um, on the e-commerce um, network marketing business platform, which is really really a gift in in these times, and gives me a sense of peace. You know, knowing that I'm helping my body physically and 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 um, keeping my family financially uh, sane. Right. I think it's uh, great that you have a diversification in your business, and that would be something I would recommend any small business owner. And um, um, we are planning a, a small business owners uh, workshop on, on April 2nd. And um, uh, there we wanna talk about how you can also uh, think about leveraging your finances. And if you have any savings, 
think about investing in the stock market and uh, uh, diversifying the portfolio. Because nowadays, um, especially if you're faced, uh, customer facing businesses, um, there are gonna be delays and uh, there are gonna be significant um, profit loss. Totally. Where, um, I'm sure you have friends who have uh, businesses that are completely stopping yes. these days. And yeah. uh, if you were in those shoes, what would you recommend at this point? That, that, is, that is a really interesting question and, and one that um, came up today. Firstly, I'm going to say that um, we are, as a human race, resilient. You know, we're not, um, we, we are designed and created to, to kind of drive forward. And especially, I think, a lot of, um, a lot of the moms I get to, to partner with, um, they, they just are incredible. What, what I recommend, first of all, is kind of doing a sit rep, kind of just a state of your affairs and breathing, first and foremost, breathing, right? Pausing, breathing, uh, taking an accounting on what's going on in your life, where you are right now, seeing this as an opportunity, like I said earlier, to, to pivot, not panic, to kind of give yourself a chance to change the things that probably instinctively you knew were going in the wrong direction. Um, I'm in hindsight, obviously very, very glad that while some of my friends are very up to date on what's going on with Netflix and they're chilling out and, and so forth. And that's great. I have zero clue what's on TV and I try to kind of dim out what is going on in the news. Um, insofar as, you know, I, I pay attention to the laws and things that are applicable to me. So what I recommend is that you look into your local state, um, you know, uh, possible funding that's going on, like the PPL, uh, the protection for the paychecks, um, local grants. You know, I'm not ignoring those things. I'm looking into them just because I have a few months worth of being able to uh, maintain uh, doesn't mean that I, you know, I'd be foolish if I didn't look into what um, is available to me as a small business owner. So I look at those things. Um, I, I would be in contact with your accountant if you have one. I would contact your uh, landlord and ask for a rent reduction. Um, hopefully they'll be reasonable. Uh, mine isn't. <laughs> um, and, you know, just look at different ways you can cut things like you know, subscriptions, I would just look for cutting some expenses and maintaining um, as much as you can the infrastructure of your uh, staff and helping them to to stay employed as long as possible. And it's just very state dependent, but there are some incredible opportunities available to us with um, forgivenesses and, and so forth uh, coming down the pike. So I think I would just look at ways that you can gradually cut costs and also leverage technology like Zoom and Loom and Screencast and Zoho and all the different uh, things out there that maybe you've been holding off on looking into and just kind of lean in. I'd encourage leaning in and partnering up with other people, collaborating, right? Trying to 
together everybody can rise. Everybody can achieve more, right? Like team, right? Yes, right. So that's what I would recommend. I'm glad that you brought it up because in previous um, episodes, we talked about collaboration a lot uh, versus competition. Yes. Um, because always in business, um, people value competition. They value competitive people. However, when you do have your own business, collaboration is the one that's going to get you more and longer and sustain yes. you longer. So this is incredible. And you're right about all the local grants and uh, even loans that are available right now. So I'm, I'm glad that you don't need to apply for those right now, but it's great that you brought it up because I think for some people that's uh, one of the few options that's left. Absolutely, and I would recommend- Completely close down the business or take a loan. And that's sure. a very hard decision. And I, I think people should absolutely look into, uh, you know, making sure they're diversifying their skill set. You know, the maybe there's a, a webinar that you put off watching uh, that you can kind of resuscitate and make yourself more relevant in another platform. Uh, realize that a lot of the platforms out there are doing things to try to help people and right collaborate right uh maybe you have relationships with people in your community where you guys can can create uh something because when this ends because it will end but when it does end um how you've positioned yourself is also going to be very important um how how you how you handled yourself in in this in this in these times will be important but i also recommend you know like i'm i'm not ignoring the funds that may be available to us because hey they can take a while to get to you so i would encourage people to look into that asap you know in our state of maryland um something was passed on friday so you know i i I got on it um just because you know you don't want to drop the ball yes exactly and um i think um for the most part, um, a lot of our listeners would be very interested, um, in your opinion, as a doctor, um, in debunking some of the myths that are around COVID-19. And I know that it's, first of all, very hard, and I don't want it to be on the record as you said it type of question, because I know some of these are not scientifically proved or no one actually has done any research. And honestly, the news move um, and change so fast that I still don't know what is the official uh, status of whether it's airborne or not. Gosh. I still haven't figured out. I mean, I personally have no idea. So I kind of want to ask you maybe some things that you know for sure, and that's our official, and what kind of things are not and like completely should be ignored by people. And Golly, that's a tough <laughs> one. Uh, you know, it at, seems like the information changes so fast that does I have no change. idea about it at it, all anymore. It does change fast. Idea. It does change yeah. fast. Here's what I'm, I'm going to say. And I, I'm going to keep this very high level because I think that, um, I think that the, it can get very dicey. And I think that, like you said, that the information's changing. Um, the reason I encourage people to be cautious about what's available to us on mainstream media is because of 
of really where a lot of the funding for mainstream media comes from. The, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic, right? I, I'm somebody who likes to do research. I like numbers. So, but there are people who are leaning into fear rather than the facts. And the facts that, that stand true for me are, you know, viruses don't typically like, they're not like jumping to try to get people. They, they land on hope. They, they're on hosts and whether it's airborne or not, who, who knows at this point, like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want any respiratory uh, droplets to fall on me. And um, there is a lot of uh, convicting evidence that, you know, if we were to just all wear masks, <laughs> maybe, maybe we would diminish the spread. Um, but the ultimate thing is the virus will thrive in, in, in unhealthy cells. It has a place that it can replicate and it won't do as well in a healthy host. That's probably why children are less susceptible than uh, grown adults. I they see. have higher levels of um, richness in antioxidant in, in their body. They're, they're younger, right? There's a theory of aging called the free radical theory of aging, which literally is what I'm focused on in my e-commerce business. And oxidative stress is that free radical damage. And it is higher when we are older or when we are sitting on Wi-Fi and 5G tablets. It's higher when we are eating cruddy food. It's higher when we're stressed. It's higher when we're not getting vitamin D and we're not sleeping. So my recommendations are, you know, make yourself healthy. Don't, don't be an unhealthy person and therefore you won't be a good host for the virus. I think that's the distinguishing factor. When I hear people say that someone had no other health issues, right, they had no other health diagnoses, but that doesn't mean that they were healthy. Um, health is a continuum. So I would just say that, um, you know, for right now, I'm, I'm following the law, I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, advertising that people just kind of hug and ignore um, <laughs> everything that's being recommended to us. But um, I think that, you know, we should look into just the, the, the facts. Viruses don't survive um, soap, 20 seconds of hand washing with soap and water, hot water is even better. Um, it's apparently not a very, very strong virus. That doesn't mean it doesn't cause a strong reaction, but it's not a very strong virus. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm a numbers person. So I, I looked at a couple of days ago at, at, the, at the death rate and the death rate daily for the flu is actually higher by many times than our death rate daily, even as this is peaking for, for COVID. So those are, those are my initial thoughts. And um, I'm trying to not be fearful and panic just like everybody else. All right. Thank you so much for that. Um, I think it's really essential to know also the statistics in the U.S. how many people have chronic diseases. Yes. And that's why I think this quarantine is useful, especially for those who do have chronic diseases and they don't want to um, they don't want to catch it. Pretty much. I, I agree. I just think that, you know, from an economics perspective, and again, I'm not 
I'm not saying that, you know, anybody's life isn't worth um, staying home for. So just being very clear there, but there are kids at home right now with abusive family members. There are, there's going to be an increase in domestic violence, an increase in suicide. There's tremendous stress in certain households with children who are spectrum, who, you know, are used to having their, their therapies that have been considered non-essential. Um, so it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. So I yeah. think that it, the anguish for me internally is this, you know, balance between knowing that, you know, we have to do certain things for a perceived greater good, but at the cost of what, right? So there really isn't, I, I don't envy at all the people who are having to make these decisions. Um, I think a lot of times people are taking their personal, you know, preferences and opinions and, and you know, kind of launching it onto uh, the powers that be. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm super, super keen on people knowing, <laughs> knowing mm -hmm. certain things really, you know, do the thing that we're supposed to do legally. Don't, don't be a jerk, you know, do, do those things yeah. and, and try to just live your life, you know, and, and don't be unhealthy. Don't be sitting and eating a bunch of Cheetos and, and, <laughs> and um, guzzling, you know, cheap box wine and not getting outside, you know, take this as an opportunity yes. to spend more time with your family and, 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 you know, pray for, for everybody else and, and hope that this ends soon. That is true. I mean, I, I see a lot of people actually spending quality time together in their yards or even outside just biking. Uh, and that's really great. And I've seen one of the myths that I came that I mean, I think it's a myth, but I have no idea because I'm not in medical sphere. Uh, but recently, I saw this article that um, especially people uh, with the Soviet Union background, they used to get this special vaccine called against tuberculosis. Um, and they're saying that it, it has been sort of a differentiator why there are not as many cases in Russia and part of Central Asia where I'm from. So I have no idea. Wow. But maybe you've heard about it. I haven't. I there. haven't. Do you know, there's so much, you know, I mean, personally, I'm <laughs> using a homeopathic nozode that was created for, for COVID. Um, there are people who have talked about HCQ, um, hard word to say, but, you know, and then, you know, some people who are going out and buying a fish tank version. <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of crazy stuff happening. And there are a lot of things that are proving to be very helpful for people. Um, and it's also hard to really, really trust sometimes some of the numbers we're hearing. We That's don't even so know, true. like if the, you know, people are comparing our numbers to uh, China's numbers to Italy's numbers and people are forgetting the size of our nation, um, the bulk of the population in each of these countries, you know, and, and also the types of governments and, and how things are enforced and, and whatnot. And yeah. it's so hard. It's so hard. But I think that like we have to, at a certain point, trust uh, our own innate intuition and 
do the things to make ourselves be healthy. Because if this is in, tr in fact true, that based off of other viruses, because one of the things that I do when, I, when I'm testing my functional medicine patients is I'm testing for viruses that can cause a lot of the same symptoms and they're stealth, right? They're part of our virome. We have a viral, kind of like a microbiome, but a virome. And this is gonna be part of our virome soon, but I find Epstein-Barr in like 98% of the people I test. I find, uh, which is the, what causes mono, mononucleosis. But so many people have Epstein-Barr and it passes on if you have, if your dad had it and your mom was pregnant with you and then she didn't have to necessarily have it, but I had it and I didn't know that I had it. And then I got really stressed out, taxed my health. And then I had a flare of Epstein-Barr. I have some patients who have rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, when I test them, I find 70% 70, 70 of them have um, mycoplasma pneumonia, things like that. I mean, we're, we're not realizing that this, this is gonna become part of our viral load and part of our, our testing. I test people for CMV, EBV, mycoplasma pneumonia, all sorts of different um, antibodies and so forth that might be raising up their immune system. So helping our immune system, making our immune systems healthier. And we yeah. know what to do. We just <laughs> ignore it. We know that we're not supposed to be on Netflix and eating sugar. We know we're supposed to be outside getting sunshine and and getting sleep and all that stuff. And that's not what people are doing. Yeah. But uh, I think this, the sleep is probably the only thing that people are getting these days because Hopefully. maybe they're not doing something else that they had to do before. Like maybe, or unless they're example. anxious, then they're not <laughs> sleeping, right? I have that's, that's true too. Yeah. A lot of anxious people contact me. What are you doing for anxiety? What do you do for this? And so I try to I try to have solutions. I think that's the answer, really. How how to stay relevant in this this new climate is is having solutions for people and pivoting. You know, um, my solutions may have been more manual therapy oriented and helping to alleviate people's nervous system interference that way. And I'm using the other tools available to us and and seeing the most urgent of cases, because I'm helping to reduce, you know, what might be a, an incredible load on a hospital or a mom who's trying to avoid a, a cesarean by, um, you know, helping to align her pelvis so her baby can go vertex and avoid a cesarean for a breach because, you know, I mean, it's, it's a crazy scenario right now in the hospitals. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Kat. And uh, I think I have only one question uh, for you um, from the regular <laughs> uh, uh, assortments of my questions. Cool. Uh, I, I ask this uh, from most of my um, guests. Uh, what is the single action that you take every day that helps you uh, to be successful? Uh, helped you to get where you are right now? Well, I, it's like a two-part answer. Dogged persistence and uh or stick-to-itiveness if you will and consistency i'm super 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 consistent um every day i do the behaviors that are necessary to move both my businesses forward and um and uh, even when it's uncomfortable i choose what my non-negotiables are and until you decide what's negotiable versus non-negotiable and you've completely identified why you're doing what you're doing what you're willing to do and why um, and, and who you're willing to become, 
um, you won't you won't do the behaviors. So I do the behaviors of being consistent and persistent. Oh, that is really awesome. And because the answer was so uh, interesting, I have to follow up. I can't just <laughs> leave it. Like of course. That. I want to know your why. My why. Well, oh, that might be a little bit of a, um, it might be a little heated. Um, I mean, everybody always says it's their kids, right? And uh, certainly my firstborn, my, um, my nine-year-old, who was, you know, conceived after naturally after five years of infertility. And the, the, the absolute craziness that was my birth with him, uh, I was diagnosed as an autoimmune diabetic before I got pregnant with him. And uh, so an autoimmune mom embarking um, as a natural doctor wanting to have the most natural of births, knowing everything about all of it and um, having it essentially, I felt robbed from me, created an opportunity for me to be a voice for other moms, um, for other children to help them simplify and navigate um, early motherhood. And, and honestly, to reduce the overwhelm. I want to be the solution for the overwhelm that is out there. But at the end of the day, it's so that people can be empowered, not be in fear, especially, especially the ones making the healthcare decisions for their families. I'm speaking mostly to, you know, the mid thirties to early forties moms and really so that we don't have to cower in fear and make decisions based out of fear so that people know that there are options for other ways of making money, other ways of being healthy. I want to encourage and empower people to be educated on what true health is, what true wealth is, and, and help them to get their most important asset back, which is in my mind, my why is my time. You can't pay me to not have my time. There isn't a dollar sign on my time. That, that is very beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, it is inspiring. It's encouraging. And definitely, uh, I think it will um, leave a mark in the hearts of our audience. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks, Anar.